All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, May 7th, 2018. I am so excited to be back. I'm so happy to be with you all. Guys, if you are new, thank you so much for tuning in. I would love to have you on full time with the Dream Team. So make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on, whether that's iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, or the Anchor app, or whatever platform is out there that I am not sure of. If you are returning, thank you so much for staying consistent with me. I truly appreciate it. Man, I am so excited about today's episode. But before we jump into it, I definitely got to let you know that this episode of the Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. With Fibersoul, you can speak life. And right now, you can get 15% off of your first order by using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. So, as many of you all might know, some of you all don't, the month of May is known as Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I am dedicating the podcast to this month to talk about a plethora of topics that have to do and focus around mental health. Today I'm excited because this is going to be a great one. This is Millennials and Mental Health, specifically Stress, Anxiety, and Depression. Um, and I'm going to just, I mean, we, we know what it looks like when it comes to the issues and the problems that arise from it. I want to give you a few points on how to combat this, um, specifically to millennials. And, and the reason why, obviously, I'm a millennial. This is part of the reason why I'm so passionate about it. But beyond that, I think another reason why as well is simply the fact that I understand what that constant torment mentally and emotionally can look like. Um, it's something that a lot of people don't always understand. And I know that millennial catch a lot of heat um, for different things when it comes to other generations. But one of the things I will say is that we are definitely trying and we, I think, even more than the generations before us are definitely a lot more in tune when it comes to our mental and emotional well-being. Um, We are definitely pushing that conversation to the forefront now more than ever. And I think it's important that we have this discussion, being able to understand what it is we're struggling with, being able to address what we're struggling with, but then also also, after we address it, being able to make the necessary changes in order to grow and become better and realizing that just because we deal with different battles mentally and emotionally, it does not mean that it has to be the rest of our lives. So what I'm going to do today is give you four quick points when it comes to being able to deal with the stress, the anxiety and the depression that seems to be looming around so many millennials in this day and age. But we're also going to talk a little bit about some of these particular problems as well, right? There are a few things that, that really stick out to me. I think the biggest is that when we talk about millennials now, um, and a lot of us are going to school to get a degree, to get this education so that we can secure great jobs and try and live the good old American dream. And the unfortunate part is that I think times have changed completely. Um, I personally remember going to school back in 2006 and starting my college years and all of the promises of the jobs that would be waiting for us, right? They, I mean, they sell you. If we can be completely honest, we're being sold on why we should come to each school and what each school has to offer and what programs have to offer for us. And they want to sell you on this so that they can definitely get their quotas met and all of that, right? 
And during the selling process, what was promised and what was shown and what was given so much excitement to um, during that time when I graduated five years later, yes, five years, I was a fifth year senior, guys, life happens. But needless to say, when I graduated that fifth year, um, none of what was said would be there was there like the market had changed completely the economy had changed completely and what i didn't realize was that this was going to be the doorway that would lead and open up to me being in the space now as an entrepreneur right and so um i get that for many of us we man we we put so much into the investment of school and sometimes a lot of times man i've heard people say this and even some who were who came in the generation before us like the very thing that you go to school for you probably don't even tend to work of i mean some of us are blessed too but not of us not all of us have that capability not all of us have that opportunity um because of the lack of jobs in the field and what's there and what isn't so i definitely want to encourage you all because i know that that can be tough right and then you take that into consideration with the fact that now you've got to try and figure this out what does this look like should I go back to school? Do I add on more debt? Do I add on more stress? I got to come back in and live with my parents as I'm trying to figure out my, my next life situation, my job. I am trying to become something and somebody. I see my peers around me doing well and I feel like I should be doing well. Like, did I invest all of this time for nothing, right? Like there are so many things that we deal with mentally as millennials that literally seem to just plague us and, and torment us. And sometimes it's almost like we're being taunted, right? We're being taunted over what we deem as failures. We're being taunted by the very thing that was supposed to bring us life. We feel like it's done nothing but take the life out of us, right? If we can just be real and have some honest conversation today, these are some of the feelings, the thoughts, and the emotions. And of course, with dealing with these things, it's very easy for us to start stressing out, right? It's very easy for the anxious heart to start to just run rampant, right? That anxiety kicks in. And then, of course, too, it's very easy for depression to start seeping in as well. It's very easy to to fall into such a slump because of what you don't see and because of what's not there. And I want to encourage you all today. And this is how we fight back. So let's get into these four points because I don't feel like this needs to be drawn out in order to drive the point home. First and foremost, one of the things that I think can help us as millennials and people in general, right? Because I mean, obviously the conversation when we talk about stress, anxiety, and depression, and all of the things that I name, this stretches beyond us. Of course, I'm thinking we're seeing it a lot more than others, but man, this is for us as humans as well. So I want everybody to be able to take something away from this. The first point, you've got to set small daily goals and aim for daily consistency and not perfection. I know that this is very hard because many of us are perfectionists. Many of us just want to see the best, right? And because of that, we can be our own worst enemies, right? And as we're our own worst enemies, we are casting so much unnecessary judgment on ourselves and putting ourselves into this box and in this box that is literally full of condemnation and this box that is showing us everything that we don't need to be looking at, right? And I want to encourage you all today to take a step back. You might not 
not be able to realistically get everything that you want done the way that you want it to. But what you can do is start to set some small daily goals, things that are very attainable, right? It's not always about getting the, the home run, man. Sometimes we just need to get the runs batted in. Sometimes we just need to make it to first base. And as we make it to first base, we take our time, right? We allow the process to continue to work, and but we do our job while we're on first base and we sneak that one to second and basically do this until we get around the home plate. These are our what the small daily goals looks like. It's doing the small things right and doing the small things consistently. And in that, you start to build not only your confidence and your courage up, but you're sowing seeds into fertile ground that will show themselves to be good fruit in the right time, in due season. So I need for you all to understand, because I get it, and we shoot for perfection. We shoot for trying to get the big home run. Guys, perfection is not your calling in life. It's one thing to try and be perfect. It's another thing to function in excellence, right? And excellence has to be the goal. Excellence has to be the thing that you shoot for. What does excellence look like? It literally looks like you being able to be consistent with the few. You being able to show that you can do so much with the little. That way, when the blessing of the greater comes, you can walk fluently into it because you've been consistent in doing the small things right. That's my first point for you. And why is this important when it comes to our mental and emotional health? A lot of times trying to put extra weight on ourselves when it comes to these big astronomical goals, one of the things that I notice that tends to happen is that we find ourselves in a position of being exhausted, we're mentally and emotionally drained, and then sadness seeps in because we didn't hit the target. And one of the things we've got to understand is that the time frame that we tried to put the target in was unrealistic. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that you can't hit the target, but the frame that you're giving yourself to get it done can actually deter you. It can hurt you. So you've got to be very, very, very careful when it comes to being able to set the small goals and doing those right. Because if you do this, you can actually alleviate a lot of unnecessary sadness, a lot of unnecessary negative talk, a lot of unnecessary things that will plague you mentally and emotionally and put you into a greater slump as you move forward in the wrong habits. My second point for you, right? You've got to start challenging negative thoughts. You've got to start being mindful in this space of, is this anxious thought or feeling productive? Asking yourself the real questions, right? Is it helping me get closer to my goals? Is me allowing anxiety and me stressing out, adding more hours to my day? Is it helping me get closer to where I say I want to be? Is me allowing the weight of the problem, um, to is it is it, is it allowing me to be better is it allowing me to really hit the target the way that I say I want to this is so important for many of us because a lot of times once the negative thought hits um and I'll I'll use myself as an example again I'm going to just put me out there today okay <clears throat> be completely transparent in this process of losing weight I still have the tendency at time to call myself fat I'm not fat at all but it's my perception, right? And because I'm not, I haven't met the physical goal of where I want to personally be and see what I want to personally see in the mirror, I have the tendency to be like, oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I'm so this. Oh, I'm so that. And one of the things that we've got to do is start 
attacking the negative thought, because first and foremost, attacking the negative thought has helped me to now not allow the words to come out as we think. So we become the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So as we think as people, so we become the very thing that we start to think in our mind and believe in our hearts, it will spew out of our mouth. And so we've got to be very, very mindful of not allowing negativity and thoughts to become words. Right. And how do we do this? You you nip it in the bud. You address it at the root and you address the thought, the thought that literally lies to you and tells you things that are not true about yourself, about your process, about where you're headed, what you're doing, where you're going. You have got to start challenging the negative thought and asking the question before I think this, before I allow this thought to consume me, before I come the become the very thing that is taking place in my mind right now, before I speak this out of my mouth, is this thing productive? Is this anxious thought productive? Is this negative feeling productive? And is it helping me get closer to the goal that I have set? And I'm pretty sure 10 times out of 10, you all can agree that it's not. It's not helping you get to where you need to be. It's not making you any better. It's not getting you to the goals. And we all know that it is not productive because all it does is starts to put us in a deeper slump, this life-sucking abyss that seems to never end. So I need you all to challenge negative thoughts. My third point, as we talk about challenging negative thoughts, right? We have got to start identifying the alternative facts and find peace in knowing it's as stupid as it sounds. Richard, what do you mean? How many of you all heard the first time alternative facts was used to try and describe a lie? That sounded so stupid, right? This is my look. When I first heard this and I'm watching, I uh, was at Coulter on <clears throat> one of them stations. She used the term alternative facts, right? Oh, these are alternative facts, right? No, boo boo. It's either one or the other. It's the truth or it's a lie, right? And so when you can identify the negative thoughts as alternative facts, right? And then realize how stupid the concept of alternative facts is. You can realize then that this lie is just as stupid as the title that I have put on it. Simple as that. I'm moving on. My fourth and final point, you've got to get rest and live your life. One of the things that we have the tendency to do as millennials is that we put so much time and effort into things and sometimes to our to a fault we we literally get to a point where we are no longer living life. We are not um, allowing ourselves the chance to breathe. We're not practicing self-care. We're not doing what we need to do in order to help us to have a clear mental capacity and a clear mental space. We have gotten so consumed and so invested with all of the things, whether it's trying to find work, whether it is the social media aspect that has you comparing your life to that of somebody else, whether it's you comparing and feeling like you'll never be that, whether it's you in its relationship, whatever it might be, there are specific things that we deal with, right? And we don't get rest. Our mind is constantly pacing. We're always going. We're tormented by our thoughts and we're not living life. We get to a point where because we're not seeing the results that we think we should see right away, we start to pull back. We start to get frustrated and then we start to to close ourselves off to the very things that are meant to help us and to give us some sort of muse, some sort of peace during the storm.
So, guys, what I need for you to do is understand that you cannot add another hour to the day. Going back to the first point, being able to do the small things right, setting the small goals and being consistent in that and then taking some time to rest. We've gotten a little too overhyped listening to some speakers, some authors, some people who want to spread their thoughts on social media, letting us know that sleep is for suckers and I got to grind and I can't sleep. Understand that if you grind too much without any self-care, you're going to grind yourself into an early grave. So you've got to be very careful in taking the allotted amount of time to get some rest. Yes, I believe that we have to work hard. We have to work smart. Yes, we've got to hustle. Yes, we've got to get the grind in. However, we need balance. You've got to find balance, get rest, and learn to still live life while working in the valley moments, while working in your dry places, while working in the desert. You can still live a good life. You can still take time to pull away from the very thing that is adding more stress onto you. Self-care is so important. Taking time away, being able to get out, finding what it is that 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 literally puts you in a happy place, right? What activities, what um what positive alternatives from the things that you used to do? What 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 is it that helps you? What is it that causes you to stay in a good mental and emotional space. And this one is so important because if you can learn to get rest and if you can learn to continue to live life by doing small activities, being around the ones you love, doing things that you love to do, it will literally help you to scathe off depression, right? Because this is what happens. We start to stress. From stress, we get anxious. And after we've been anxious for so long and we don't see results, sadness creeps in. And of course, sadness immediately can open the doorway to depression. So we've got to start getting the rest that we need and changing our our perception on to doing the small things right. And then after finishing those small goals, taking some time for you. After you complete the task of doing the consistent small things right, take some time to take care of you. Self-awareness. Read a book. Get out for a run, a walk. Go look, even if it's in nature, like what is it that helps you? And if you can find those things, if you can and, and not just find them, but actually invest into them and learn to just live in those moments and, and 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 when you're in that moment, be there, be there. Don't post it on social media. Don't let people know where you are, or what you're doing. Just be there. Be present in the blessing that is staring you in the face. Be there. And then come back later on and jump back into the work. I guarantee you, you will start to see a difference, right? Guys, and I just want to leave you with a scripture. I mean, I know I normally normally don't do this, but I want to leave you with the scripture today. Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven and everything, prayer and supplication, thanksgiving. You could definitely read it for yourself, but I just want to throw that out there. Right. This is one of the things that has helped me so much in the moments where I felt so overwhelmed, even going into the space and phase of entrepreneurship as a millennial. You start to look at the market. You start to look at the economy. You start to look at the things that are going wrong. And it is very easy to feel like your life is going to be this circus for the rest of your life. And that's not the case. Guys, there is so much more for you to do. There is so much more out there for you. 
One of the things that you've got to understand right now is that trials and tribulations build an immense amount of character. And as your character is being built, one of the beauties is you being able to learn what you need to learn about you so that you don't fall into the wrong spaces, into these distractions and into these traps that will keep you further away from the goal and that will cause you to have to spend more time trying to bounce back after relapsing. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Don't forget, this entire month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And because of that, I am dedicating the Between the Dream podcast and many of my videos on social media to the conversations that are needed around mental health. So make sure that you share this. Make sure that you stay in tune. If you've got questions, as always, you can ask them. I definitely would love to hear from you. Don't forget that you can reach out to me on my website, richardtaylorjr.com. There you can find my books as well. This entire month, my book, Love Between My Scars, is $10. Definitely get a copy for yourself. Get one for someone else. And make sure that you get a chance to take some time to read it, right? Ask the questions. It, it focuses a lot on the different aspects of mental health. I definitely encourage you all to do so. Stay in tune with me on Instagram, Jr. Twitter, Truly Taylor Made, and Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr. I love you all, and I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from you soon. I'm changing up the scope this week a little bit when it comes to how I'm doing the podcast. You're going to get at least two from me, but because of the fact that I have so much content when it comes to mental health, you might get a few more, but we need each conversation. Until next time, peace.